On this week's episode of the WNP Podcast, we tell you who's going to win Super Bowl 56. It's the Bengals. Stay tuned. Episode 133 of the We're Not Professionals podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mitchelson, and join me today, as always, my co-host, Chase Groshaw. Chase, how you doing? I am swell. How else would I be? How are you? Uh, I'm doing great, and joining us uh, yet again, might as well say our other co-host at this point. Our tertiary host. Okay, our tertiary host. Graham Weaver, how you doing? I'm sweller than Chase. Ooh. I'm I'm the swellest man in this room, so I don't know what. what I'm sweller. I'm sweller. I'm sweller. Uh, that's cap. I'm swoller. <sighs> okay, let's move on. Um, <laughs> by the way, if you guys didn't notice already, right, right there. If you're watching on YouTube, got the old Bengals cup. Uh, not not wearing the hoodie actually today, but that's because you know. After a while, it starts to smell a little bit. So yeah, I mean, you, have, <laughs> wow. you haven't washed it since December. Yeah, right. last episode right. you said that you were never taking it off. Uh, for games. Well, I did, I did say in general, but yeah, I mean, I'll wear it Let's Sunday. I'll be wearing that. it Sunday and we already have the champagne ready. I already got myself a stogie. You guys might need to get one. If you, well, I mean, the Rams aren't going to win, so I guess you guys won't be smoking, will you? I'm celebrating no matter who wins as oh. long as, as long as it's myself, because if it's know. a good game, I'll, I'll feel a joy. Okay. But here's the thing. You guys got to be prepared because if the Rams win, I'm not celebrating. So I'm not gonna sit here and pop champagne if the Rams win, or even if I was by my, even if you weren't here, if the Bengals win, I wouldn't do that either. I'd be like, cool, game, fun, it was a funny game to watch. Hopefully, yep, that's all it's gonna happen. Yeah, I know, but I'm, I think it was you. It was either you or Graham. Just said I'm celebrating either way. I feel like I'm gonna well, be sad. I'm celebrating as long way. as I win. That's all I care. So if I don't win money, then I'm not celebrating. Honestly, I feel like I'm gonna be sad either way. Uh-oh. Like if the Bengals lose, I'm gonna be like, man, that sucks because we're here. Mm-hmm. And if the Rams lose, then I'm gonna look at they're gonna show Stafford and he's gonna be all upset. Yeah, that's gonna make me upset. We got a big menu. We got some wings coming. We've got uh, uh, sausage cups that we so thoroughly enjoy. Maybe some buffalo chicken dip and cookies. We'll see. So we'll see. we're gonna have a good time. But on today's episode, before we get into our actual predictions, we got to talk about some breaking news surrounding Kyler and his social switch up. Uh, want to talk about two likely former players for the box, that being Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski going to be talking about the Bengals and how they have an extension in the works. It's not official of course, but it is in the works going to be talking about those last couple of coaches we haven't mentioned yet. And then get into our favorite storylines for Super Bowl 56. But let's start up with Kyler. Uh, he took everything Cardinals out of his stuff. He unfollowed the Cardinals, all of that. Uh, most likely just to say, hey, I want to get paid. I'm here. Like, come on, let's get this going. Yeah, I don't I don't think there's very much to it. People read into the stuff like like super heavily. And I, I know players know that people are going to read into this heavily, which is why they do it. So it's all just kind of like a social game you know, like here yeah, i'm, I'm going to do this what's what's your next move hope hoping you know exactly what you said that the uh cardinals will hopefully give him some sort of extension i mean he's going to get one i'm sure he's just not progressing you know quite as you know he hoped that, that the extension talks would but it, it's bound to happen at some point yeah i don't know if this is just because of that that he's just trying to get the fans out there to like shout at the team give kyler an extension or if it's something where he wants out, I don't I don't know why he would ever want out because I feel like that's probably one of the best situations that you could be in in the NFL, frankly, mm-hmm. outside of, in my opinion, the head coach. Um, but, yeah, I mean, to me, I never like seeing players do that. There's been a bunch of players who have done that before, take all the team out of their, out of their social medias. And it's always just like, ugh, like, this is such a... This is such a drama-filled thing. Like, mm-hmm. just I don't know. I, I in this day and age, it it, it does work. Um, social media does help players, I think. Um, but it, it's it's just I, I'm glad that nothing is happening with that in my team. <laughs> really. Right? 
Not every yeah. quarterback is like Alex Smith and Joe Burrow, you know, not trying to cause a scene. But there are some dramatic quarterbacks out there, but a lot of the times they get what they um, are searching for. And if you are the Cardinals, what are you thinking at this moment? Are you thinking, all right, let's try to get a deal done quickly, or are you trying to, I guess, hold s- strong and be like, all right, we'll get you an extension eventually, but it's not coming right now. Your social media antics aren't going to phase us. Well, the Cardinals hold all the leverage in the situation. If Kyler doesn't play, he doesn't get paid. Like he, and then he, with, with the NFL rules, you know, it's going to be harder to become a free agent. They can just keep, you know, um, what's called franchise tagging them, even if it gets to that point where his contract runs up. So the Cardinals have pretty much most of the power, and they're going to look to extend him anyway. Like He's going to get the money. It's it's just a play of, hey, can we get this done quicker so we'll just cause you guys less of a distraction, less of a headache. That's, that's, that's all I see this as. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. But also, at the same time, I think Kyler holds the power that, you know, the Cardinals, they don't want to make this last long because if it lasts into the season, that's costing them wins. And... Mm-hmm. um. You, you never want you never want to do that, especially with I think the way that their team is built. They're not they're they're a sort of an old team, I think. So you know you can't just let your guys sit out on the season and 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 jeopardize your playoff chances. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you bring up a good point that the whole team is built around Kyler himself. If you brought in a different type of player, you bring in like a Kirk Cousins or something, the team's not going to be as functionable as. Right. It would be with Kyler. Right. So, um, yeah, very interesting. And also, I saw Rich Eisen. He said, uh, I think it was Rich Eisen. I could be wrong, but said something along the lines that Kyler wants to be treated like Josh Allen. Um, maybe if he played like Josh Allen, yeah. I think so. But when, when I saw that, I was like, let's, let's pump the brakes a little bit. Josh Allen, uh, top four quarterback in the league right now. You could argue top three for sure. So, I'd, I'd pump the brakes on that if that's what Kyler's thinking. I think Kyler guaranteed top 12. I don't know if I'd put him, like, top eight. Who, who's your number but, three? Uh, I was just thinking Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and then... <laughs> wait, and then... Look at Joe Shiesty, Joe Burr. Joe Shiesty, baby. <laughs> that, that's the sound drop you're waiting, waiting to share. Yes, exactly. Okay. So you said put it in, like, two weeks ago, and I forgot <laughs> last week, so I had to make sure we got it in this week. Beautiful, but... Yeah, I mean, maybe I'm still going to have Josh Allen over Joe Burrow, I think, probably. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's even though last you know. week you said maybe he's the best quarterback. He, might, he might be. I don't know. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to see how he shows off this week, aren't we? Yeah, but, you know, talking about Kyler, I was like, I, yeah. I'm tempted. Would you put him top eight right now? You think? I mean, I still I have mean, Matt Stafford over him. I, prob- I probably, like, Tom Brady being out of the picture helps, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah, but I mean, that moves, moves yeah. him up one. Would at, you take him over least. Russ? I would. You would? I would. I would not. I wouldn't I either. Um, maybe if it's like looking the next decade, maybe. Uh, yeah, but I, I trust Kyler to win a game more than I trust Russ to win a game. I don't personally, just because Seattle has failed Russell Wilson basically his whole career. So I think they're very maybe the first five similar years. in that they can take over a game and they can also just kind of completely smoke out and. Yeah. Just from what we saw in the wild card game, cards Rams. I mean, Kyler played so bad. Yeah. So yeah. that's just kind of what's lingering in my head. Obviously, I think it's a bit of recency bias, but it was it was tough to kind of ignore. Russ, a little bit more experienced. I could see him being a little bit more cerebral with how he um, looks at the game. So, uh, but yeah. So if Kyler wants to be treated like Josh Allen, he's got to be playing a little bit better. Um, could be a Kyler extension coming in the next coming months, or maybe they'll wait because this upcoming year is only going to be his fourth season. So he's still got two years if they use that five, um, that fifth year option. So uh, let's not talk about Tom Brady. Tom Brady officially retired. We know that, but on his podcast, he was talking, you know, he won't rule out a return. Who knows what's going to happen? And a lot of the times when players retire, they're like, I want to spend more time with family. The one thing that's hard with that is if you started a family when you were younger, now your kids are getting up to, you know, 15, 16 years old. They don't want to hang out with dad anymore. You know, Giselle, she's got a huge supermodel company. So like, I don't know, maybe Brady is going to be home for this upcoming season and realize being home with the family isn't cracked up 
to what he thought it was going to be just because the family's not actually there. If he's going to want to make a return, he's going to have to keep himself in game playing shape a year long. Because if he gets he out of 12 that, supplements, baby, because yeah. if he does <laughs> happen to get out of that shape in any way, shape or form and tries to get back in after a year at that age, it's, it doesn't matter how well you treat your body. It's not easy. Yeah. I think that kind of the way I was thinking about it was that I, I really don't see this as a possibility. You know, he says he's open to anything. Um, and you know, Tom Brady, he is a pure competitor. So, you know, anything is possible. Um, but at the same time, when he retired, he said, you know, when I play, I want to be a hundred percent. I want to be a hundred percent in on the game. And he said he wasn't a hundred percent anymore. And so I think that, you know, I, I don't think he's going to be a hundred percent anymore. Um, a return would be, in my opinion, not a good idea either. I think his legacy right now is so top tier with him going out as a probably runner up to the to the MVP. Um, and you know, I think that you go out on that. You don't you don't come back and risk kind of. I mean, his legacy can't be tainted. Mm -hmm. he, he is the greatest of all time. But you know, going out like this is much better than coming back, having a strugglesome season, and people having to talk about, uh, you know, it, it, I wish he didn't come back. So I think, you know, stay out, keep, you know, you can come back to football in whatever way you want. I would say just not as a player. Yeah, I think that if he played another year, no one would be, like, it'd be the same old, you know, Tom Brady situation. But with him announcing his retirement, taking at least this upcoming year off, I don't want to see him come back. Yeah. I, I agree with you there because I think there's a very high possibility he comes back and doesn't perform up to his standards. I think if he doesn't take the year break, if he doesn't retire right now, he could perform up to his standards yeah. this upcoming season. But because of that break, it definitely could affect that. So uh, I agree. I don't want to see him come back and possibly taint his legacy. Let's not talk about Rob Gronkowski. Uh, very possibly retiring with uh, Tom Brady. Gronk only played with Tom Brady, and he was doing a little interview, and they said if you could pick a quarterback and let's say you don't retire with Brady, who would you want to go play with? And he said, I like the young buck out of Cincinnati, Joe Burrow. Could that be a possible connection we see next year, or do you think it's more likely Gronk retires? I'm going to say it's more likely he retires. But I don't want to say it's impossible. If he doesn't want to keep playing, it, that's something that they can make work. He, I, I don't know exactly what the Bengals cap situation is going to be. I don't know if he has to take a team-friendly type deal or not. But if they can figure it out, it, it could be a solid combination because really right now there's no like absolute red zone threat for the Bengals. They just scored a lot of big play touchdowns this year, and that's a hard thing to replicate year after year. So they really need to get someone who is you know very efficient in the red zone, and that could – like very well be found in Gronk. So I think it could be a very good fit if it works out, but I do think he's going to lean towards retirement. Yeah, I think that what's on his mind is retirement. Uh, when they asked him the question, who would you want to go play with? Obviously, in your head, you're going to be like, yeah, I want to go play with the the young guy who's in the Super Bowl right now with a hazy right. number one tight end situation. Mm -hmm. um, but in reality, I think, you know, he's just answering the question. And, you know, if, if he were to be given the opportunity, I think that, you know, that's one of the top landing spots as a tight end. Um, but I think that he is going to end up retiring. Yeah, I, I would like it as a Bengals fan if it's a cheap deal, but we got to sign Jesse Bates, and um, we've got other positions of need where I, I don't think Gronk from C.J. Uzoma is that big of a difference, especially with how great of a locker room C.J. is. So if he takes a team-friendly deal, sure, I'm down, but if it's anything more than that, I'm going to pass. Uh, speaking of extensions with the Bengals, the Bengals – Rumored, I saw this, uh, I read this earlier today, but the Bengals are working on an extension with, and I've got question marks there, because I figured I'd, I'd let you guys guess. So um, there's people that are up for grabs, like Jesse Bates is a free agent, uh, Drew Sample and CJ Uzoma are both free agents. There's some offensive linemen, um, a couple more defensive players, but any idea like right off the bat who you would think maybe the Bengals are working on an extension with? I would say maybe even Joe Burrow. I mean... You got to lock him up at the rate that you can get him now before the quarterback market. Like before the quarterback market keeps on getting ahead of you, 
So I think it could be that. Uh, but then again, he's still very early on into his rookie contract. So that might also not be the case. But if you can, you know, I, I wouldn't put it out of the question that he gets a um, not. I would I, I hesitate to say a Patrick Mahomes type deal because that's like a ton of money. But with the length of that, just to lock him up as a Bengal for almost life. Um, I could see that as a possibility. If I'm not mistaken, you have to be three years into your rookie deal as a first-round pick in order to negotiate a new contract. Uh, so he would need one more season played. Okay. So that I could be wrong, and we couldn't hear otherwise right here real quick. I don't know. We'll see, see by Mike's face. But <laughs> if I had to guess, it's either going to be Jesse Bates or Joe Mixon's already re- resigned. Um, yep. Yeah, I, I mean, Jesse Bates is, is my best guess. He's really priority number one in terms right. of, of re-signing players. Right. So I feel like that should be the guy. I agree, and I love it because I threw you guys for an absolute loop. It's actually Zach Taylor. I thought of that, but uh, I was like, Zach yeah, Taylor. I, I didn't know how long his contract is. Next year will be his last year, oh, so okay. well, they are talking extensions. Um, we, we've had conversations about Zach Taylor on the show. We've had some negative conversations, some positive conversations, um, me raging at Chase conversations. So, you know, we've had some fun talking about Zach Taylor and with them in the Super Bowl, it's hard not to think why the Bengals would be interested in extending him. So it's such a weird head coach situation because there's so many things to dislike, but he made the Super Bowl with the team. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I don't know. What do you do with a guy like that? Uh, I just think that if he stops turtling and because we've seen very good games out of him, the Chiefs, the Ravens, the Steelers, like when the Bengals were able to blow out divisional division rivals like that you see that killer instinct if he's able to do that for all 17 games and the playoffs then i think you're looking at a solid head coach but when his play calling involves turtling and almost losing to the raiders in the playoffs like that just kills me so so here's my idea i guess for lack of a better term oh boy you know i don't know who this guy might be this girl might be. It could be anybody. It, it, it really. I have no idea who, who this, who this person would be. It, it could be first, uh, hey, first female not, head coach. Not for head coach. It, it could be any person on the planet. There's plenty of you know talented football minds out there. But if if Zach Taylor wanted to prove himself to me as a great head coach, I think he, he would does. find he wants to prove himself to Chase. I, I think he does too. <laughs> he would find himself an offensive coordinator that he would trust to call plays, and he would just be managing the culture of the team and let let someone else be the offensive mind you just be the true head coach figurehead of the team that's what would and if it worked out that's what would put him as a very good head coach for me i would be okay with our current oc brian callahan like if they they trust him let him call plays let's see what he does yeah there was already talks about him being a possible head coaching candidate this offseason so like i'd be okay with him getting a little bit more um play call action as well as joe burr Joe yeah, Burrow? The, 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 he needs Joe Burrow does need the Peyton Manning treatment where Peyton Manning would just kind of call plays at his mm. leisure. That's why Adam Gase got two head coaching gigs. Yeah, mm-hmm. but Joe, <laughs> <laughs> all right, but legitimately, say uh, how it is. I guess well, I will. Well, one of Chase's favorites is on the market. Urban Meyer. That's oh, true. Ew, absolutely not. Absolutely not. But anyway, if Joe Burrow was just given the reins and said, um, you know, you have full range to audible the line as you please. If you want to call something, just call it. You're, you're done. It, it's good to go. Like I think we would see him be even better than he already is. First actual quarterback, offensive coordinator, hybrid player, coach. I like this. I like I like this plan a lot. There we go. I think that sounds great. And the Super Bowl upcoming is only going to be Joe Burrow's 30th game. And we're already yeah, talking about life. he should be able to you know, call plays as he as he wills, as he wishes. Uh, this could be a guy who's a top five quarterback in the league already, and he's only in his 30th game. So pretty crazy there. Um, let's talk about some of these head coaching hirings. Uh, Lovey Smith to um, Houston, and then we got Doug Peterson, Jacksonville. Kevin O'Connell is rumored to Minnesota. Like, it's pretty likely. It's not guaranteed yet. Um, Josh, or excuse me, Mike McDaniel to Miami, and then we have the was it the OC or the DC for New Orleans? Allen, uh, defensive coordinator. Yeah, he's, he's now taking over for them. So, uh, any of these that like wow you guys, or are these kind of just second 
tier hires compared to the first couple that were like, okay. Uh, I like Doug Peterson to Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. I got to admit, I think that he did well in, um, in Philadelphia and kind of got pulled down by Carson Wentz falling off a cliff. Um, so I think that, I, I I feel actually bad. I should have let Chase kind of talk about this if he wanted to because he likes Jacksonville. But well, he can hop uh, back in. He can. I will. Uh, I but yeah, I like Doug Peterson. Um, one I don't like. Or, did you ask us if we don't? One we don't. Yeah, like? yeah. I'll, whatever. I'll whatever jump you, on while, it. while we're whatever here, you want. I'll jump on it. Lovey Smith, not a fan. Gotta admit, not a fan. Um, these are two coaches hired in a row from Houston that uh, I have not been a fan of. Um, <clears throat> David Culley proved me a little bit wrong. Um, I think he did well, and then he got fired. And then he proved you right sucks. by predicting his firing. That's true. He did prove me right, so thanks. Um, but Lovey Smith, I really think he hasn't really shown anything um, as a head coach, um, at, especially at Illinois. He did very bad. Um, there were some games where they played up to their composition weirdly, um, and and college is a much different game than the NFL. Um but in the NFL, I don't think he's shown much either. Um, and hiring a defensive head coach in today's NFL, um, especially one without, you know, that that isn't a, a defensive genius, is, in my opinion, not the right path to follow. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at with these guys. Okay, now I can speak. Cool. Uh, I'm just just just, just yanking, yanking your train. Oh, wow. But Rude, anyway, huh? I, I don't have a problem with Lovey Smith getting an, another opportunity. I really don't. Um, Hello, do- Bozo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't feel one way or another about it. I really don't. I really wanted the Byron Lutwich to Jacksonville hire to happen because I, I really want, wanted to see that. Just It, it would have been cool. But... You know, the way I reacted, I reacted in the Twitter group chat to this with a thumbs down just, just because I wanted Byron Love Twitch, but Doug Peterson was my number two for that job. So I am perfectly good at this hire. I think it's probably the best hire of the carousel other than maybe Brian Dabble that, that, or Dable Harvard. still don't know how to pronounce it the right way. But that, that might be the only other one that, that I like more. Like These are, you know, two of my favorite head coaching candidates. But I don't have a problem with, with Lovey. I don't have a problem with O'Connell. I don't have a problem with McDaniel. don't really have a problem with Allen. I don't really know much about Allen. I don't, I don't, even, I don't even know the guy's first name. Dennis. Dennis. Okay. So I really I really know nothing about him. But if he was trusted to take over Sean Payton, then I guess, you know, we, we got to let him operate in good faith, I guess. I don't know. Right. Uh, my problem with the lobby hiring is that you've got Cully, and he overperforms your, your expectations. Yeah. You fire him because you're thinking about going after uh, someone new, someone that, you know, hasn't seen the organization yet. Someone like a Josh McCown, you know, Ooh. they've got a lot of high hopes for him. And they even said before the lovey, um, you know, deal was made that they still have very high praise for Josh McCown. So why not go after him? What, like, yeah, I don't, I don't. why go lovey here? He, he was the defensive coordinator for you last year. So yeah. why it just made no sense to me. And, one thing that is not remotely true that I know of, but I could very well see being possible is if you hire a minority head coach from a different team that has been with a different team for over two years, uh, the team gets a um, a third round compensatory pick. And so Houston was probably thinking, oh, well, we can get a compensatory pick. And it's like, no, he's been in your organization. You do not get a compensatory pick. So I, I was thinking that's probably uh, could be the case with how terribly this Houston team is ran. I don't know. I, I just thought it was a bad hire to go from Cully to his defensive coordinator. And then uh, I'm hoping that McDaniel and Peterson just turn around their their young quarterbacks. It's the McNairs that own the Texans, right? I've got no idea. I believe it's Steve McNair. Like that, that, that family just has not done a good job owning that team hopefully they uh move on speaking of ownership i don't think you have it on here the the broncos are up for sale yeah and i can't remember the guy's name but he's the head of uh sinclair which is like a multi-billion dollar media company uh he is putting in a bid to buy the broncos Mm -hmm. apparently um roger goodell recommended that he should look into buying a team back in 2019 so now here in 2022 he is you know on the right track to possibly owning the denver broncos janice mcnair is the owner of the texans okay so Maybe, maybe I thought 
Steve or Steve McNair. Steve McNair's a yeah. quarterback. Yeah, he was a quarterback. That's 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 a good point. Bob McNair Bob, was the previous Bob owner. McNair. Unfortunately, yeah, he, he passed he away. Pass away. Yeah. Okay, that's right. But, so, so it is in the McNair family. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, those are just initial thoughts on those coaching candidates. Uh, we talked a little bit about who we liked in the past couple of episodes. So we'll have to see how they perform. I, I really hope that all these coaches do well and uh, they prove us all wrong. But we'll have to wait and see on that. Let's not talk about Super Bowl Fifty Six. The big game, the Duper Nall. Uh, we got. Uh, I, I'm really excited for this game. I can't lie. I've been watching Super Bowls and have remembered almost all the Super Bowls since 2003 when it was the Raiders Bucks. Uh, my family's always done like a big party for it. So this is a moment I've you know always looked forward to every single year, and now I get to watch my team in it. So I have to say I'm super excited for this one, and it seems like a lot of people are, including you guys, just because. Both sides, it's kind of like a win-win. Both sides are really cool teams. The only people not excited are Chiefs fans, as we saw on social media. It's <laughs> crazy. Yeah. They are so they're, salty. They're so salty. Just, you, you lost. Deal with it. Anyway, so salty. I do look forward to this game. As we said before, it's it's a win-win. I'm going to be happy no matter who wins. I really like uh, Joe Burrow. I really like this young Bengals team. I like a lot of the guys on the roster. Same can be said for the Rams. I've always had a soft spot for the Rams. I have a soft spot for Matthew Stafford, rooting for him all these years in, in Detroit. So regardless of what happens, I mean, you know I'll be happy with whoever wins. I'll feel bad for whoever loses as well. It's going to hurt a little more if Stafford loses because you realize how limited his opportunities are going to be going forward as he is you know, in, in his almost mid-30s at this point. But regardless who wins, it, it should be a pretty entertaining game. Yeah, I'm right there with Chase. I, I want to echo everything you said because that's exactly how I feel. Both of these teams, if, if, if one of these teams was switched out for another, I would root for the one so so the like, one still remaining right right yeah. i would root for them so hard but since it's both the teams that i was rooting for through the entirety of the playoffs it's so hard for me to choose one and like you said and i, I mentioned it earlier whoever loses it's it's going to make me upset and whoever wins is going to make me happy so i'm end up just going to be like just a human <laughs> just there. i'm just going to be a human i'm just hoping we get a great game um and I feel like there's no way we can't get a great game. I mean, I, I don't actually have that graphic pulled up that you mentioned earlier, but the Bengals and the Rams have the same exact regular season points. Um, they're like, literally, if you look at them um, through the regular season, they're like neck and neck for everything, yards per play and like all kinds of crazy stuff. So it should be a good game. you got two great quarterbacks. You've got two great wide receivers. It's just going to be such a fun time. But I wanted to look at specific storylines coming into this game. So I told you guys to think about some storylines, what you're most excited for to play out through the game. Uh, so whoever wants to go first, I'll let kick us it know. Off. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll kick it off. Let us know your favorite storyline coming in. That's the reason I'm using the word, I'll kick it off. There you go. Oh, I am <laughs> so ready for Evan McPherson to set the record for for points in, in a postseason, for, for field goals in a postseason, all this. Mm-hmm. I am safely banking on Evan McPherson winning Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> that was one of mine. <laughs> uh, like, like, dude, he, he's, he's awesome. It's hard. It's, it's hard. You know, I, I'm a, I've always had a soft spot for kickers, punters, fullbacks, like these three in each position. Yeah, we've seen your jersey collection. Yeah, they're, they're great. <laughs> and, you know, another another very unheralded position is the long snapper. Unfortunately, I don't know the long snapper on either of these teams. So Tough. I'm going to have to settle. Oh, you don't know Clark Harris? I don't know Clark The Harris. legend? I do, oh I, do, I do now. Big fan. Look him up. He's got. Get a jersey. Beautiful flow, a beautiful stash. That's great. That's great. But anyway, I, I really want I'm like Ferguson to have one hell of a day. I I would much rather him win Super Bowl MVP than Joe Burrow, like by a mile, not even close. <laughs> not even close. I want to have McPherson yeah. win. That that would be great. Um, uh, so really, really, really the the possible kicking records that could be set by the league's you know probably most electric kicker at this point. Maybe Justin Tucker still holds his reins because he's just been so good for so long. Mm-hmm. But like Evan McPherson's really moving up the ranks here pretty quick. Yeah, I kind of want to um, whatever whatever the outcome of this game um, that would make. Evan McPherson, a first ball, a locked first ballot Hall of Famer. That's kind of what I want to happen. <laughs> I think that now I could be wrong here, but I feel like if McPherson won Super Bowl MVP, I feel like that might be the first ever 
rookie kicker to win Super Bowl MVP. I could yeah. be wrong. It, 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 it definitely would be. Um, it, it might be the first rookie to ever win MVP in general in, in Super Bowl. I wouldn't be that maybe, surprised. Maybe. Could Honestly, be. especially with the, like, the long history They're of rookies not really starting much early on in their careers in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't be surprised. And Evan McPherson, only two field goals away from tying the all-time record for most field goals in a single postseason. With three, he'll be the top. So My favorite bet of, of this the Super Bowl is over under two and a half field goals right McPherson slam that over oh yeah slam, slam that over you, it's the record you know that if he's got a chance even if it's like dead you know four seconds left they've they're up by 10 they're still gonna try to get it yeah. to uh, McPherson. Yeah, you, you gotta take that over but before we move on from this the game before prediction and stuff or after prediction, I don't care I do want to talk about some some bets that I will be placing okay just saying so you know. sure uh, Graham, do you have a particular storyline that you're extremely looking forward to? Um, one that I am very interested in, I feel like there's been a lot of talk about it recently, is Jalen Ramsey versus Jamar Chase. Mm, that's going to be a, a real good one. Fun run, real I got to say. Run. Like, one of, probably, in my opinion, probably the best corner in the league versus the most exciting wide receiver to come on to the scene in years. Years, mm-hmm. um, including Justin Jefferson, he, he he's better than Justin Jefferson in his rookie Ooh. year. Um, well, the numbers do say that. Yes, but also Justin Jefferson didn't really get to play those first two games, so who knows? Shh, 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 shh. Um, <laughs> but this is going to be a really really fun matchup. I'm I'm interested to see how the Rams defense schemes up trying to stop Jamar Chase um, because the problem is when you stop Jamar Chase. That means you're probably going to have to use more than one player on him or get really interesting with your scheming, and that's going to leave open some guy. And Mm -hmm. you've got T. Higgins, who is a monster at contested catches. From from the games that I've watched, he's been really, really reliable in contested catches um, when the pressure's on. So it's going to be a really interesting matchup for sure. But, I, but no, hold on, hold on, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. If you're talking about receivers and be left open, how do you neglect to say Auden Tate and Trent Taylor? Okay. I, I did forget to say Trent Taylor, and I <laughs> Trent really... Trent Taylor, big two-point conversion. Two Trent point Taylor, conversion if you're legend. listening, I am very sorry. <laughs> I so badly want to see Ramsey, Jamar Chase, one-on-one the whole game. Like, don't give me no double high safeties, like a cover two. None just of that. Flat out just single cover. Flat out man to one-on-one man single coverage every all time. Game. All game. That's what I want to see. Because I know that Ramsey's going to win some, but I'd put a lot of money that Jamar, if he's got Ramsey one-on-one, he's going to beat him at least once. I think there's going to be some some tempers fuming. I, I don't know if uh, anyone remembers this. As a Bengals fan, I remember this like it was yesterday, but the Bengals' old ace, A.J. Green, Versus the Jags' number one corner, Jalen Ramsey, they get in a little tussle. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, it'd be it'd be funny to see a recreation of that. But that's something I'm definitely looking forward to. One thing I am super worried about, though, coming into it, super excited about the Bengals' chances here. But what worries me, inexperience of Cincinnati going up against an experienced Rams team. This mm-hmm. Rams team was in the Super Bowl only a couple of years ago. Now, not everyone. Was on the team back then. You know, Stafford wasn't there. OBJ wasn't there. A lot of their running backs not there. But the team overall has way more experience. And I'm worried that the young players of the Bengals, I'm not as worried with Joe Burrow, obviously. He seems very cool, calm, and collected. But some of the young players might get wrapped up in the whole atmosphere of the Super Bowl. Like, not just the game itself, but we saw, I think it was Jesse Palmer maybe doing an interview. It was it was someone doing a, uh, a report over in L.A. And you saw T. Higgins and Jamar Chase on scooters behind him, like just riding around. And, hey, I love the fun, but I'm a little bit worried that some of our young guys might get too wrapped up into the experience that the Super Bowl is going to be that maybe they don't come out as hot, which... That's a big worry for me, but I think uh, Joe Burrow, Zach Taylor, I think they're going to have these guys in check, and they should be able to beat that inexperienced versus experienced type of um, falter that's that's there. Uh, How about this one? I got another one. I I don't know if you guys have more, but uh, Cincinnati looking for their very first championship, and I don't think that's really being talked about much. 
at least I'm not hearing it. I'm hearing, you know, the L.A. stuff, uh, uh, Jalen Ramsey versus Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, how he could be doing something crazy, Matt Stafford. But a lot of people are kind of overlooking that this is the – when was the last time a a team won their first ever Super Bowl? I can't remember. Uh, Bucks? I feel like it's been a while. Did the Bucks not win one? Was it Philly? Was, Philly. was that not the Bucs first? It could have been their second. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about the Bucs. Um, but this team has been around since 1967. They've been in two Super Bowls. Oh, oh the Bucs won 2003. That's right. Uh, <laughs> um, they have been in two Super Bowls, lost both Super Bowls. This could be the first or the um, first ever Super Bowl for the Cincinnati Bengals, and it could be brought by the Athens, Ohio kid, Joe Burrow. So I think that's another cool storyline to look at. I mean, pretty much all of mine are, are surrounding Cincinnati, but whatever. Yeah, that's all, that's all that matters apparently, huh? Yeah. Yeah, the the um, the Eagles maybe were the last team that got their first Super Bowl win in 2017. Okay. Uh, Graham, you said you had another storyline? Yeah, this is a little... Uh, I'm, I'm looking into the crystal ball here, okay? Mm-hmm. So this is the second year in a row where we've had um, the team who plays in the stadium that is hosting the Super Bowl in the Super Bowl. Um, and I think that we are going to go on a historic run here. Oh, of Super Bowl hosting stadiums teams making the Super Bowl, which means, okay, follow me here. The Cardinals are in the Super Bowl next year. You know, Kyler's going to put the team back into social media, and they're going to make it to the Super Bowl. Then the Raiders. Oh. Don't ask me how. <laughs> I have no idea. Josh McDaniel's going to be a hit. He's, he's how- going after this season, and they're going to hire, oh. I don't know, Jesus Christ himself returning <laughs> okay. from heaven. Okay. <clears throat> and then the Saints in 2025. Now... The Lions president, Rod boy, said that he wants to make Ford Field the host for the Super Bowl soon, meaning, here we go, your Detroit Lions, your, looking at you, your Detroit Lions will not only make the Super Bowl, but play at home in Ford Field in 2026. You're welcome, NFL. Seems slightly lofty. I looked into the crystal ball, and that's what it told me. I don't know what to tell you. How would the Lions host another Super Bowl after just hosting 20 years ago in the same stadium? Like well, as of twenty twenty six, that'd be twenty years ago, two thousand six. Oh, uh, what in the? They, they hosted in the in the Silver Dome. No, they hosted they? they hosted at Ford Field in two thousand six. Did they really? Yeah. Well, they're hosting again. Why not? Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. why can't cool. they? Of all the places they can choose to double back to, why not Detroit? Yeah, I okay. mean, it's on the up and up. They okay. probably want to double back to SoFi already. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool, but it is it is very cool. <laughs> um, all right, very good. Uh, I had a couple other ones, but. You know, we'll 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 leave them for the fans to ponder on and and, mm. and question themselves. Uh, let's get into a little bit of a preview: the Bengals, Rams, both teams, uh, very good, and that's why they're here. The Rams, good a point. four point favorite, over under is forty eight and a half. Now, by the way, MGM has a four and a half point favorite. Oh, okay. Um, I'm curious to know from you guys: over under forty eight and a half. What are we thinking? I am over. Slamming the over. Over! Now, see, here's where I may disagree with you guys. And I don't want to. I want to see an over. I want to see an absolute shootout. Kansas City versus Buffalo, that type of shootout. But it would not shock me if the pass rush of the Rams keeps the Bengals off the board for a little bit into the first half. And it would not shock me if the Rams try to commit to the run game, which has been absolutely putrid this uh, postseason. They're at, I think, 3.2 yards a tick, which, like, not good. What is it? Every You need 3.3 to get a first down or just be short of a first down, and they're not even hitting that. So uh, the run game really not been well for the Rams. But I'm thinking it might start off a little bit slower than we think, and I hope it doesn't. But it would not shock me with how these teams have performed against the 49ers and the Chiefs and the teams prior to that. Even if it starts slow, it's going to end fast. Mike, oh. you only live once, bet the over. Don't ever bet the under. There's no, there's, that, that's no fun betting the under. You, you bet the over. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to bet. All this, but. Game, <laughs> all this game has to be is 28 to 21 for the over to hit. Bengals can do that. Yeah, well, re- realistic, easily. That, that I, I think this game could be in the 30s on both teams. I wouldn't be that surprised. 
Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, Chase is the expert. I am the expert. Thank you. But he's not but a I'm professional. Not professional. <laughs> well, Chase, who are you betting on to actually win the game? How about that? So? We can get into predictions. Funny that you ask because, you know, you look you look at the spread. You look at the money line. You, you, you look at the over. You look, you look at these just very three generic lines. I'm going to smash it over, as I already said. The spread is four and a half on bet MGM. And I am 100% taking the Bengals on that. You, you, you tell me the Bengals need to lose by four or less or win to cover that. I'm going to take that every day of the week. And then you look at money line. Bengals are plus odds of the underdog, which is just silly because they're going to win the game. <laughs> can, can we get a score prediction? What are you thinking? We are going to get a 34 to 30 mm. Super Bowl. That's a fun one. That's a fun, That's a fun one. one. And. 34 means there's at least a couple of field goals in there for yes. Evan McPherson. So I'm Ten. fine with that. Oh, wait, no, yeah. wait. 11 field goals and <laughs> yeah. then an extra point. <laughs> <laughs> 10 field goals, two safeties. Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be one Made for the by ages. Evan McPherson. Yes. Edge rusher as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So if I'm going to talk about sack. talking about those lines, if I talk about some other bets while I'm at it, I'm taking both quarterbacks on the over passing yards. I'm taking every under for, for rushing yards. Are, what are they? So right now, um, it is two seventy nine and a half for Stafford, two seventy six and a half for Burrow. I'm taking okay. the over because I think it's gonna be a high scoring game. You know, if the game's low scoring, then I'm gonna get slapped in the face because it will not be, <laughs> you know, not be that way. But I, I really think it's gonna be high scoring. So I'm taking both those guys. Um, I also really do think it is worth putting even just a couple bucks on Evan McPherson at plus ten thousand to win Super Bowl MVP. Plus 10, because it's 10, really not like plus 10, it's not likely, but it's not completely far fetched. Right, he's arguably been the best player for them in the playoffs already. And mm-hmm. I think that line has come down as well. It, yeah, because, because I know people it's have been 15, betting 000. it. People have been betting yeah, it. Yeah, when the line shifts, it's you know Vegas is actually getting slightly worried about it. <laughs> yeah, so so throw throw ten bucks on <laughs> throw ten bucks on on plus ten thousand. Why wouldn't you? Right, make a couple bucks if he uh, if he does actually win it. Which yeah. Uh, we talked about this before. He gets three ge- three field goals. Let's say two of them are fifty plus. Andy nails the game, the game winner, winner to make yeah. it four field goals. Like come and, on, uh, a self yeah. a self. Uh, what's the word? Uh, when he's going to kick an onside kick and recover it. There we himself. go. Oh, I like that. And if yeah. only he could advance it as well, and he could just actually rush it in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be something special. It'd be yeah. huge. The guy's big. Uh, was that it for your bets? Yeah, I mean if. if if you want to go with an- another one that I um, like, it is for Jamar Chase. I am taking the over on a 50-yard reception because I think he ends up with a big play touchdown, like a 50-plus like yard touchdown. I I see. I think Jalen Ramsey's great, but there is times where he gets burned he, because he is very physical. He mm-hmm. wants to get in your face. so He's bound to get burned. It, it's, go- it's yeah. going to happen two or three times. Burrow's going to connect on it at least once, mm. and it will go for a touchdown when it does happen. I like it. I love, I, I love all these bets Chase is coming through with. <laughs> uh, all right, Graham, how about you? What are you thinking about the game? What oh, are we man. thinking the score will be? Man, 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 man. This is the big one. Yeah. I, I bet I I picked one. the Chiefs last week and the Bengals won. <sighs> Do I pick the Rams this week so that the Bengals can win? Ooh. I don't know. I don't know. It's tough. This is a really close matchup for me. Um. I am going to say that the score itself will be um, 27-30 mm. Cincinnati Bengals with a game-winning field goal. Wow. How about it? You said 27-30 that you said? Yeah. Why do you say it that way? I don't know. 30-27. <laughs> Cincinnati over the Rams. I like it. And I... I have to say I've been very impressed with national media recently because I've seen people on Twitter just completely writing off the Bengals, which I think is just stupid. Um, National media has been doing a good job at saying, like, look, we've wrote them off against the Titans, against the Chiefs. They're still here, so there's got to be something happening that is making this team special. They're not just saying, oh, yeah, it's just a Rams victory because on paper the Rams are definitely the better team, but you don't play – NFL games on paper you played on the field so very excited for the game uh, I think both teams are coming in with a lot of momentum but I think because the Bengals are more of a the Rams came in as 
what top three Super Bowl favorites end of the season after they got Stafford. Yeah, the Bengals came in as the favorite to lose their division. So I think at this point the Bengals are like, you know, we're here. There's no pressure on us. I mean, it is us. We are getting the job done. Uh, so I'm going with my Cincinnati Bengals to take it. And gotta it's it's going to be close. I, I'd love to predict a, a blowout, but both of these teams have been playing incredibly close to their competition outside of the wild super wild card weekend. So. Uh, let's go with let's go thirty seven to thirty four. It, it did not matter what you said for the final. Thirty seven to twelve. That, that's still that's the still over. Thirty seven to three. <laughs> oh my god! So yeah, uh, I'll go thirty seven thirty four. I I I'm really hoping for a high scoring game, but it would not shock me if it's a little bit lower lower scoring. Uh, Super Bowl MVP for me, Jamar Chase. Cap off Ooh. the rookie season with an absolute bang. If I had to like truly put my number one, like my number one bet for it will be Joe Burrow, but the number two is Evan McPherson because it's I think it's one of them too. <laughs> Money really Mac. It just would be so awesome. It would be it? great. Shooter. Actually, I don't know Shooter. if it would be. It would be really cool to see that award be given, but watching the game and actually seeing him just field goal, field goal, field goal, field goal. Maybe, no, but maybe not. But, super but it, it'll it'll be in a. Uh, It'll be in a like he'll make five field goals in a thirty-four to thirty win though, so like it's uh, it's it's fine. So that's, okay. that's he's got to find what another nineteen points. They're like all fifty plus, and he makes the he breaks the record like sixty-seven yard field goal. Yeah, here we go. This is what happens. Four seconds left on the clock. Oh, because there's always four seconds left on the clock. Bengals Rams thirty-four thirty-four. The Bengals have it on their own forty, making it a Woo. fifty-seven yard field goal. Woo. You see Evan McPherson walk on out. He points right at the Lombardi. I don't know where it'll be. Corner of the end zone, maybe up in the up a in booth. The sky, I, I don't know where it will from be. A blimp. He points right at it and then gives one of these. Oh. And whoa, then he whoa. just nails the field goal. Oh, <laughs> I'm and a then fan. he misses it. <laughs> well, <that laughs> no, no, he does not miss it. I'm a fan. <laughs> he, he, he pulls a hold my jock type of thing and just mm. smokes it. So. But by the way, if that the Rams would be something for the history books, if the Rams do win, it will be on the back of Matthew Stafford throwing for three hundred yards. Yeah, it will be. I don't. I don't think their run game really has a chance. Yeah. So like, he's your only bet on the on the Rams for Super Bowl MVP. He's the only one you bet. It's waste of money betting anybody else. Yep. I also heard that Cooper Cup maybe. maybe the Ram Cooper Cup very good. I'd still put it on Stafford. Uh, also heard the Rams might be thinking let's just go the Tampa Bay versus Kansas City option and just throw everything at Joe Burrow. Pass rush hard, mm. but at that point you are leaving people one on one. And Joe Burrow is, uh, I think it's passer rating. He's the best against the rush. I know Matthew Stafford. They're is, both really, really good. Yeah, against may, the boy, maybe yeah. Stafford's passer rating and Burrow's quarterback rating, or vice versa. But they're both like one and two against the pass rush. So and, I, I think it'd kind of be dumb to just throw eight. At Joe Burrow. And they're, he's not afraid to take a hit. No, either. he's, he's not. not. So, well, that's it. Beautiful. Going to be an exciting game. Let's go. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm going to be wearing my Bengals gear. Keep an eye on the socials because whew, I'm going to be putting stuff out there. Oh, yeah, we got yeah. an exciting announcement wait, to wait, wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. announce in the next coming uh, days, maybe weeks. I don't know. I still got to talk to some people, but big announcement coming soon. Graham, are you going to wear your Bengals hoodie? <laughs> oh, I have it. What what you should do? Cut your Bengals hoodie in half. Cut your Stafford jersey in half. Sew them together. Stitch them together. There if I go. had a Stafford jersey, I would. Then do Ethan's Stafford jersey. If Ethan had a Stafford do, jersey, do your, I would. Do your dad's <laughs> Stafford. I don't know if he has Do your dad's either. two Alliance jersey. I thought you were going to say cut custom-made. the sleeves off and make it like a redneck. Oh, make it, make it like a Bill Belichick <laughs> kind of fit? Oh, yeah, Bill Belichick fit. There you go. Yeah. Well, I, I, I want to wear it. I wear it. I'll leave it. I'll leave it for Sunday, and I'll make okay. that decision then, and I'll let you guys see the result of my decision. Then. There we go. Hey, usually uh, um, big superstitious over here, but the Bengals have been breaking everything. So uh, although I am going to keep the, the watching, the viewing superstition in place, <laughs> I think uh, Graham you know, picking the Bengals instead of the opposite team, that doesn't really scare me that much. So Ooh, Okay, that's good. But I think the Bengals a lot. But then again, Graham's been wrong a lot this season. Well, well, not as much as Chase. Not as wrong as Chase. Chase. Who's been the most right on the Bengals this year, though? Um, The Bengals have. Yeah. 
me. They said, you don't need to believe in us because we believe in us. I believed in them. It didn't matter what they thought. <laughs> it doesn't matter what the Bengals think. It's about Chase. Yes. And it doesn't matter uh, who Zach Taylor wants to prove right or prove wrong. We know the number one person he wants to prove right is Chase. Yes. That's right. All right, well, that's going to do it for the show. I want to thank you so much for coming out and giving us a listen. Let us know who you have winning the Super Bowl down in the comments. And I swear, if you say the Rams, I'm going to block you. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so if you want to put down in the comments who you have as your Super Bowl winner, that would be oh so grand. Breaking moves. Breaking moves. Yeah. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell announces it will play a game in Munich in 2022. There'll oh, also yeah, be another game in dot, dot, dot. Doesn't say where. Click on it right Detroit? now. Detroit? The Super Bowl in nope. Detroit in 2026? Deutschland. Yeah, I know. I'm excited for that, but it's going to be terrible. I mean, when was the last good London game? Well, hopefully they put, like, real... They don't want to put real teams in. It's a problem. Hopefully they put a real team in there. Like, like imagine, like, um like two... Like, like the... like the uh, No, I'm sorry. The Bengals are a real team. The Lions-Jets. Like, that'd be a great game. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> we watched... <laughs> didn't we watch, like, Dolphins-Jags? And the Dolphins had one win, and the Jags had zero, but the yeah. Jags won. Yeah. That was so ugly. That game was bad. Like, no one wants to watch but, those trash yeah. games. Yeah. So it's starting starting the season coming up, and then it's going to be uh, four games all together in Germany through 2025. So hopefully they send some decent teams over there, because mm-hmm. that would be cool. Yeah. Not too decent, but some decent ones. No, like, I... I I would go over for a, for a Germany game. The Malik uh, Willis-led Lions going over there? I would, I would fly over in a for heartbeat. Super Bowl? Heartbeat. Super Bowl in Munich? <laughs> like that. All right. All right. Continue your outro. Well, that's going to be the show. I want to thank you so much for coming out and giving <laughs> us a listen. If you want to stay up to date with all that we do, you can follow us on Twitter at WNP Sports Pod. That's again on Twitter at WNP Sports Pod. We also have an Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. All of those links, including the Twitter, will be down in the description for your convenience. If you are listening on YouTube, if you could please give us a like, comment, subscribe, hit the bell to turn on notifications. Yet again, make sure you put who day in all caps and an exclamation point down in the comments for me. I really appreciate no. I really appreciate that. <laughs> and if you are listening on a podcast platform, if you could please give us a follow and a five star rating. We would really appreciate that. We want to thank you so much for coming out. Coming out. And before I, I get to the actual outro, I just want to give one last Who day, baby? Who are they? We're not professionals.